Most people don't know that in the very first few years of studying to be a priest, seminarian generally studies, for the most part, the subject of philosophy. And that is technically what my college degree uh, was in. I technically have a bachelor's in philosophy. And and philosophy uh, is very abstract. It's very conceptual. It uh, was a difficult thing for me to grasp because I'm a very tangible guy. I'm a very practical thinker. Uh, So dealing in abstracts for about two and a half years was a little bit weird and a little bit difficult for me. Uh, But over the course of that time, we actually got to study some really incredible works over the many centuries of thought given to the subject of philosophy. And one of the people that we studied, uh, the first person that we studied in modern philosophy class, was a man by the name of Rene Descartes. He was a Frenchman. He's one of the most influential philosophers uh, in human history, and I, I don't really think so. he's influential in the best way. Uh, you'll see me dunking on him for about the next 10 minutes or so. Um, but Rene Descartes is most famous for his line in Latin, cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore, I am. No, those words were not spoken first by the 21st century philosopher Billy Eilish. 400 years before, uh, it was written by Rene Descartes. And there's a lot of nuances to it, but the two-minute, maybe, you know, Cliff Notes version is that Rene Descartes had a great deal of doubt in what his senses told him. He had doubts about the things that he saw, the things that he heard, the things that he smelt, the things that he touched. He had doubt about all of those things. But the only thing that he knew for certain was that he was thinking. He said, okay, that's about the only thing I know for certain is that I am thinking right now. And because of that, I know that I exist. And I I think, therefore, I am. That was the only thing that he held as a certainty. Everything else he placed up to doubt. It's a radical thing to do. And again, it hasn't really influenced philosophy in the best way. The only thing that he could prove that he knew for certain that that existed were his thoughts. That was literally it. So for Descartes, his soul became the thing that existed, and his body was just simply something that extended into space. His soul was really where his identity and his existence was, and the body didn't really matter very much because he doubted everything that came from it. The only thing that he knew for certain was his soul And that it existed, and that's the thinking, the existing part of me, the rest of me just sort of extends into space, and I I doubt everything that comes from it. And that's a very, very important thing. It was a very big deal. It changed philosophy in many ways, mostly for the worse. And the implications of it are vast. It led to this idea that somehow our body doesn't matter very much. That the soul matters more. The body is something that's secondary. If I doubt everything that comes from it, then it's sort of something that's secondary. It doesn't really matter very much. And it led to this idea of a separation of our soul from our body. And that's not very good. That somehow our existence is separated from our body. And the reason that this isn't good is because that's what happens at death. Death is the separation of the body and the soul. We are called to be united, body and soul, together. And it has sort of the the vestiges of the ancient heresy called dualism, which said that the spirit is good and the body is bad. That's what Rene Descartes essentially believed. The spirit is good, the body is bad. The body is somehow a source of sin. I don't, and I doubt my senses. I don't know what comes from it, and so the body must be bad. For some reason. 
All of these things led to this idea that somehow the spirit is good and the body is bad. But brothers and sisters, in the transfiguration that we just heard in our gospel, we see, in fact, the opposite. We see Jesus' body in a glorified state. A glorified state. A sight that was blowing the minds of his apostles, seeing Jesus in his heavenly glory, his body fully transfigured, fully alive. It's the opposite of spirit good, body bad. It's the body is not just good for Jesus, it is glorified and it is radiant. Jesus' transfiguration, brothers and sisters, shows us the fundamental goodness of the body as created by God. And that the body has a role to play in our salvation. It is Jesus' body that is transfigured before our eyes today. And it shows us what our bodies will hopefully be like in heavenly glory. When we receive glorified bodies, I'll be 50 pounds lighter. It'll be beautiful. We'll all be in peak, peak athletic condition. It'll be great. But again, Jesus transfigures his body to show us what our bodies will hopefully be like someday. And shows us how important the body is to the salvation experience. Because Jesus came to redeem sinful flesh. Not cast it aside as something not important. If we feel for some reason that Jesus doesn't care about the body, we are sorely, sorely mistaken. And unfortunately, our world has taken what Descartes did and run with it to the craziest of extremes. Whenever we separate the soul and the body, it always leads to the denigration of the body in so many ways. And again, the implications of it are vast. So many of us think that our body doesn't matter, that they're inconsequential, or they don't reflect who we really are. But the quintessentially Catholic idea, brothers and sisters, is that the body matters. It is at the heart of St. John Paul II's teaching, the theology of the body. It shows us the beauty of God's plan and his creation, and that the body speaks a language in and of itself, especially as it relates to our sexuality. The body shows us who we are. We are body and soul, and what we do with our bodies affects our souls, and vice versa. It has an effect on all of it. We cannot separate what cannot be separated. Only death can do that. The body tells us how we are meant to love, what love is, and what our purpose is. The body God gave us has a purpose. It is to glorify God with our bodies, as St. Paul so beautifully says. The body God gave us doesn't lie. It speaks the truth of who we are, male and female, created in God's image. And to deny these truths of the body is to deny reality itself. So much of what we see today in society is really just old heresies made new, repackaged in 21st century ways. Because Christ came in the body, brothers and sisters. He worked through the body and he, re he achieved redemption through the body. And it is true, so often, brothers and sisters, a lot of the sins we struggle with are sins against the flesh. Sins against the body. Sins that go against the design and the plan and the purpose of the body. If you've ever wondered why the church cares so much about our sexuality and about sins against the flesh, it's because of this. That the body God gave us is so important and has such an integral role to play in our salvation. We are called to transform our lowly bodies, to conform to the pattern of Christ's glorified body, 
as St. Paul tells us today, and that is seen so beautifully in front of us in the transfiguration. Because it is the body that is called to be glorified. The body that plays an integral role in our salvation, and it is a glorified body that we hope one day to receive. So brothers and sisters, if you haven't heard of St. John Paul II's theology of the body, some of the beautiful teachings our church has on sexuality, I urge you to seek them out this week. Look up a great book. There's some awesome authors out there. Christopher West, Jason Everett, Chris Stefanik, so many wonderful books and resources out there that we can learn from and really appreciate why we believe so much in the dignity of the human body and its purpose for love and its purpose for God. And let us once again, brothers and sisters, discover the beauty of our church's teachings on sexuality, the truth of the body given to us by God to be conformed to the glorified body of Christ, the body we see transfigured today, but also the body given up for us on the cross.